Hi, I'm Ishani. And I'm Kayla. Welcome to the I Kid You Not podcast. Each week, we'll be sharing our insights, struggles, and triumphs as we pursue our passion projects. We'll also be bringing you tips and tricks from our friends and other young professionals who are paving their own roads to success. So if you want to learn how you can build meaningful passion projects, or if you want to join us on our journeys to become lifelong learners, pull up a seat and join the conversation. Hi everyone, this is Kayla and welcome back to the I Kid You Not podcast. Today we have a pretty special episode. Last year, Ishani recorded her first ever I Kid You Not conversation with friends to talk about how students were moving forward during the pandemic. Well, it's a year later and now we have Thanvi B, Thanvi G, and Jenna back to hear about how their past year has been and how they've dealt with online classes, maintaining a healthy physical and digital environment, and what their top show recs are. So if you're interested in hearing what they have to say, please stick around to the end of the episode and let us know, what was your favorite part of this conversation? Anyway, guys, let's go ahead and get into it for today. I hope you all enjoy. All right. I'm really excited for today's episode. Kayla is going to introduce our guest in a second, but I just want to hop on here and say really quickly, I'm really excited because our guest for today Actually, we're technically the first ever like podcast <clears throat> before it was a podcast guest that I ever had on I Kid You Not on the Instagram that, you know, weren't me. Um, and so I'm really excited because we recorded our conversation almost to the day a year ago. And I'm kind of excited to get a little bit of an update from them. But yeah, I'm going to hand it over to Kayla to uh, quickly uh, introduce our guests. <laughs> Yeah, me and Shani, we wanted to bring back in the spirit of back to school season, something that you either hate or you really love, which is icebreakers. And so uh, we're going to start off by introducing everyone. So I guess, Tanavi, you can begin, but everyone could just say your name, your school, your major, and then tell us something that you're passionate about or that you've been working on lately. Okay. Okay. I can go first. So hi, I'm Glenvy. I'm an incoming third year at UC San Diego. I'm an international business major and a computational social science minor. Um, and something that I'm really passionate about is social entrepreneurship. So my name is Jenna. Um, I'm currently a third year at the University of Texas at Austin. So hook them horns. Um, I study government and I guess something I'm passionate about is probably mental health awareness. That's one of the many things I'm very passionate about. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is also Tandi, and I'm going to be a rising sophomore at UCLA. And I'm majoring in ecology, behavior, and evolution and minoring in evolutionary medicine. Something that I'm passionate about, it's less, it's a little less serious than what uh, Tandi and Jenna just spoke about. But I just really have been enjoying cooking and just making fun, artsy plates for myself to just like enjoy and eat. Um, yeah. I'm personally really excited that you all said what you said, because when I was prepping for the podcast, I like made note of literally all those things. I was like, I got to ask Dun VB about, you know, how she balances, you know, what she does outside of school and like, like the stuff she's studying in school. I have to talk to Jenna about um, how it's going in terms of all her research and advocacy in terms of like mental well-being. And then 
my girl Thun VG is over here chefing it up um, with her Instagram account, the Green Blanket Adventures. And so I was t- telling Kayla, I was like, we gotta, we gotta ask them about these things. I am curious, just like Thun VB, really quickly, in terms of social entrepreneurship, like why are you so interested in social entrepreneurship as opposed to uh, regular entrepreneurship? Just kind of curious about that because I definitely personally like to make the distinction between the both of them as well. They are different. They're very different for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think they are really different, but I think the main differentiator between the two is like the intention. I'm interested in social entrepreneurship. Doesn't mean I have too much like experience in it, but at least from my understanding of it, um, regular entrepreneurship, like the goal of starting a company is to bring in profit. Um, and that's just like how regular entrepreneurship works. But I think social entrepreneurship is a little bit more special because profit is more of like a secondary thing that's looked at. Whereas the main intention is to create something or bring something into the world that's actively solving a social injustice that the founder recognizes. And that can be done through like a variety of different things, whether it's like creating something entirely different, like through the innovation model, or it can be like the give back method, wherein like anytime your company makes a profit, some of that is automatically donated. There's lots of ways to do it, but I just, it just seems really cool. No, for sure. And I think it's, I think it's really interesting because in general, Tommy, and you can like, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like coming from the Bay area, entrepreneurship is such a big thing here. And like, I mean, the three of us, Tommy, Tommy, and I, we all <laughs> grew up in the Bay area. And I feel like we were surrounded by that. And I think it's really interesting when people from the Bay actually like actually pursue it post high school. Um, definitely want to talk to you more about that, but something that I think is really interesting is all five of us are from completely different colleges in school. So like if we all went to the same university, we would technically all be within different like colleges. Like, so I'm an engineering major. Uh, Tanvi G is uh, within the College of Natural Sciences, right? Jenna, I think you're in the College of uh, Liberal Arts. Is that correct? Uh, Kayla is in the College of Communications. And uh Vivi, does that mean that you're in the College of Business or that's kind of crazy, guys? We make up a full university. I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Um, I know that last time when you guys all talked, I wasn't here, but I listened back and it was so interesting to hear all of your tips because um, at the time we were kind of just getting into the thick of this whole COVID pandemic and moving to online learning and everything was kind of changing our complete understanding of what's normal completely changed. So I just kind of wanted to follow up on that. So since then, how has everything been going for you guys? And how have you been managing with school? I can turn this off. So I think one thing that I do remember discussing in the last episode or the first episode um, was mental health or just how we were feeling. And I know Jenna talked a lot about that last time from what I remember. But I think just going throughout the year, especially in the beginning of the school year for me because I was a freshman, um, it was really odd. Like it was weird to adjust to everything, um, it being online and just, you know, classes, final tests, interacting with professors, trying to join clubs, all of that. And it definitely got overwhelming at point, the point where I was just like, okay, I'm just joining um, one or two clubs this year. I'm not going to overwhelm myself. And I did, I chose more classes that I was interested in rather than just focusing on the ones where I had to like finish the requirements. So I kind of balanced it that way. And even though I was at home, I tried to meet the people that I would, that were at home as well. 
And I avoided a lot of social media for a good amount of time um, just because it was hard to deal with seeing like half of my friends in their schools having fun when I was just kind of in my bedroom for the whole year. But I actually did get the chance to move out to LA in February-ish. And even though location change um, isn't always equated to a greater level of happiness, it definitely helped to just be in the college environment and, you know, meet new people, make new friends and that sort of thing. So that's, that's kind of been my year. I really want to talk about that environment change, at least for me as well. I totally agree with you. Dunvi is like such a big thing. I, I think it's been really interesting to hear about how people have been curating their environments, like their rooms, like the places that they're taking classes from to make sure that they are in the mindset to take classes, like to be a student. So like now that we've kind of heard that that, that helped you, Thunvi, like I'm curious, Jenna and, and Thunvi B, like how did you guys curate your environments? Did your environment make a big difference for you? Yeah, just curious. How, how did you curate your environment for online school, but then also just for your mental well-being? So I think for me personally, it definitely was difficult to separate because I stayed home both semesters. So it definitely was difficult to separate, you know, home as kind of a place of comfort and um, as a place of relaxation compared to a productive atmosphere. It definitely, I think even into the spring semester, it was hard for me to kind of develop a routine and especially um, trying to find a job at the beginning of the spring semester at the time too. So, and um, it just was, it definitely was difficult to establish a routine and, to want to get up in the mornings and be like, okay, I'm going to be productive. And on top of that, um, you know, just having mental health issues, you know, sometimes experiencing, like, I don't want to say this to make anyone uncomfortable, but, you know, having like depressive episodes and just, it just was, I think, a vicious cycle. It was, um, oh, my room's a mess or, oh, I need to focus and do this, but, oh, I feel blah. Like, I don't feel, I feel unmotivated. Oh, but Jenna, you're not getting work done. Oh, but you're, you know, it just was a vicious cycle of, you know, different negative emotions towards myself, towards the environment. And so I definitely, I didn't think it would have that much of an impact, but it really does. I mean, being thrown in and being stuck at home, I was like, wow, you know, because there were times when I was away and I was like, oh, I really miss my family. I wish I could come home. And then you know, during the pandemic, I'm like, wow, I, I can't wait to get out of here. I love my parents, but I can't wait to get out of here. So I definitely do think it made a huge difference. And I think I kind of learned I had to designate certain areas like, okay, the kitchen, that's my productive room where I'm going to get work done. My room is my chill out room and just kind of designating that. So I didn't kind of mesh them together. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely agree with Jenna. I feel like, um, along with, you know, just kind of trying to manage your mental health while also being at home, there was also like the whole added, um, I guess like conflict of like always like trying to be safe and not wanting to do anything to like jeopardize other people's health, but also like trying not to get lonely or like trying to like still be like, you know what I mean? It's very much the whole, well, like I only have four years of college. I don't want to waste like a whole year of it just like in my room. Cause it just feels like a waste. But then at the same time, like if I'm going out and doing like 
things that are just like against public safety. Like it's, it's just hard because you're always in this dilemma of like being selfish or being like, you know? So I think Jenna kind of like articulated that really well. I was lucky enough to be in San Diego my entire year. So I got to be on like at my college campus. Um, that being said, again, like for the first two quarters, I didn't really go out or do anything super duper fun except just be in San Diego. So I don't know if like the environment like impacted me that much. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I kind of did at home, like, and in college was, um, just work on like a table outside of my room because it's what Jenna said. Like, I just could not get anything done in my room. And it was just like, anytime I was working in my room, I literally just wanted to like go to sleep. It's like just be by the nature of just like being in your space where your bed is. And it's what Jenna was saying basically. And so in college, I did that. I would just sit on like the dining table outside of my apartment and just do all my work there. And then at home, like right now, I'm like working remotely. Uh, I have a desk in my room and I don't use it. I just use like a table, a small table outside just because I feel like separating myself from my bedroom. is like one of the only ways in which I've been able to be productive. So I think that was something that was helpful for me, but it was definitely a big change because I was definitely the type of person that never worked in my house, never worked in my room type thing. So big adjustment, but I guess a learning experience nonetheless. Yeah, I'm also kind of curious about because everyone has talked about the impact of your physical environment on your mental health. And I kind of wanted to take a little turn and talk about the digital environment, because I know like Jenna talked about, she had a lot of ups and downs mentally and emotionally. And then like Tom B just said, there's always this pressure to like be doing things and make this time because, you know, we're in our 20s now, make this time really I guess, count for us. And so I'm wondering how has social media affected you all, especially since uh, I know for me, I haven't been out doing much this whole summer and just seeing people who seem to be living their best lives in spite of COVID. Uh, how have you guys dealt with kind of that social comparison and that pressure from, I guess, social media? I think for me, it was, I don't know the exact word for it, but I'm thinking compartmentalization. So what I did was, so everyone has their Instagram, right? But I found that when I was going on it, just seeing everybody else's pictures, especially if they were in college and stuff, it just wouldn't make me happy. And it would make me feel like stressed out and left out, you know? So I made a separate Instagram, which I go on way more often. And I just followed like, the few friends that I'm really close to and then like celebrities and news outlets or whatever, like the people that I want to keep up with, I guess. Um, so I don't really see any of my mutuals or any of their posts ever anymore. So I never go on my main. I just go on my like smaller account, I guess. And um, I think I, Shani mentioned earlier, I have a cooking account um, and that's like purely for me. I just kind of post whatever I make or whatever I'm having or just like random commentary on food things that I just see. And then I stopped going on TikTok for like a good seven or eight months, which was really helpful. Um, and yeah, like just, just taking out the things that weren't making me happy really helped. And it still allowed me to use social media and consume um, exactly the news that I wanted to see rather than the things I didn't want to see. So that was helpful. Okay. I think, uh, Dunvi, you'll like find this really interesting. You know how a year ago I told you I was never going to get on TikTok? Well, I caved. Um, <laughs> Dunvi B's reaction, she was like, what? <laughs> you caved? Yeah, I'm on TikTok. But actually, I would like to say something. I think this you brought up a really interesting point, especially with your with your account, you know, Green Blanket Adventures. I actually want to talk to you about what it's like to be a creator versus a consumer. 
right? So obviously not everybody wants to be a creator. I'm not even going to get into what it means to be an influencer because that's completely out of the picture. Like that's a completely different conversation, right? Being a creator on social media versus being a consumer, being a creator can literally be as simple as like sharing like summer 2021 pics, like things like that, right? On TikTok, I realized very quickly that depending on how you interact with the app, it can be a source of like learning or it can be a source of like, I want to turn my brain off and just watch funny things, which honestly, I use it for both. But Dunby, since you've kind of this past year been pretty consistent about posting and like creating for Green Blanket Adventures, how has that helped you mentally as well? You mentioned it a little bit. And Kayla, I think this is a great question about curating your digital space as well, because you know, let's be honest, especially with COVID, a lot of our lives have kind of gone online, right? Like 90% of our life is now online. Um, starting to go back a little bit, but yeah, curious, like mentally, how did this, like that account either help you, hinder you? How do you feel about being a creator versus being a consumer? Do you feel like you get more energy by creating content? Does it slow you down? I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that. Honestly, the main reason, this is like a, such a random story, but I made the account because I used to post like what I make um, step by step on my private snap story. And I just felt like I was annoying people, even though nobody like said anything about anything. So it was just like my own consciousness um, that like pushed me to make that account. And then I just started posting. And I think people only found out, like I never talked about it to anyone ever. <laughs> people just see it like recommended sometimes that's how people found it but honestly like I don't post too much it's mostly like I post on the Instagram stories because it's just easier to me than making like a full-out post but it's just like it relieves my stress a lot and I think one like anecdote I can think of was I was when I was in LA my roommate actually got COVID and she had to quarantine in a quarantine house. And I was left in my, like, our apartment alone for a good 10 days. And, you know, just, like, being completely alone in the house, not being able to go out, it's just very, like, you know, um, it drain, it takes a drain on you, I guess. So that account kind of helped me. So I would just, like, post what I'm making every day. Or, like, I made, like, a, um, a berry crumble, I think, and stuffed mushrooms, like, whatever groceries I had left over from the week before. So that definitely helped. Um, but yeah, that was just one of the ways. I'm wondering, Jenna and Tom BB, how have you guys been curating your digital space and what is your thoughts on all this? I think that was um, a great point Tonzi she made about creating a separate account to just follow your just your close friends and other celebrities you want to follow. Because I think, especially on Instagram, where it's kind of, I feel like the culture of Instagram compared to like Twitter is Instagram, you just follow anyone and everyone, not anyone and everyone, but I feel like you can get a more follower base than Twitter. And I feel like there's partially like a social obligation to, you know, follow everyone, you know, from your hometown, from college which is great and I love to see what everyone is up to but sometimes especially being at home during the pandemic gosh dang was that was that it definitely was frustrating at times because you're just seeing all these people you went to high school with or all these people you went you go to college with just at kind of different points not necessarily in life but just kind of 
which that too, that's kind of a different discussion, but, um, but just how some people were at college, some people are just focusing on work and some people are just focusing on school and just kind of locations with um, specifically with COVID. Sorry, that was kind of a rant and you probably might want to cut that out because it didn't really make any sense. Anyways, <laughs> but really the virtual environment, it, it definitely was frustrating because you see, because on social media, the culture is I'm putting, every, you either put the extreme negative, like I'm frustrated, I'm going to, I hate, I hate the world. I'm going to cuss this person out, which is not healthy, but people do it anyways uh, when they can't control themselves. And then there's the other spectrum of I'm having the time of my life. Look at these fun experiences I've been having, which I don't blame. I mean, I do that too. You create kind of a different persona on social media compared to how you are in real life. So I definitely think that was frustrating, especially seeing people having fun and going out. And it was just like, wow, am I a loser for being home? Like, am I, you know, am I like, should I be following the rules? And I mean, of course, yes, follow the rules, CDC, yes, follow, follow all of that. But I mean, I kind of questioned, like, am I doing something wrong? Am, am I the weird one? And that, I mean, it definitely, I think that partially to the toll of my mental health, because I was, or I'd be talking to some friends and they were like, oh, I saw these friends with to me, I was like, I'm living with my parents who are kind of older, the great people, but sorry to, sorry, James and Janet to kind of at y'all that you're old. I mean, they are older, so I wanted to be safe. So I would see um, some of my friends who'd be going out and, you know, seeing other people and going to parties. And I was like, am I just being weird not doing that? But in the big scheme of it, you know, social media just shows part of the picture, you know, it, or if it's a puzzle, it only shows a couple pieces of the puzzle. Which, you know, and I want people, yes, like brag about your life. Yes, I want to see pictures of your vacation. Yes, let's see that bikini bod. Yes, post it. But it also, you kind of have to step back when you're the consumer of that. You have to take a step back and say, that's not all what it is. That's not, and you can't, I think, especially as like, a, this is probably going off the rails, but especially as like a um, people pleaser, and such definitely hard for me to kind of focus on myself and especially on social media I'm going from account to account focusing on other people's lives forgetting I need to focus on me and I think that was a huge thing I learned in high school and college is that you know even you can help people you should be compassionate if that's your nature but sometimes you got to take a step back and say what is best for me what is best for my mental health so my little spiel <laughs> No, I totally agree with you. I think, I think especially in this day and age, we have to be very careful about how much or how we curate our social media feeds, right? And so for some people, it's curating your social media feed looks like what NVG said is like, you know, having multiple accounts and things like that. And, and for other people, it might truly just be like unfollowing people that like, you went to high school with and which can we talk about this? Sometimes I get, okay. I have a private account on Instagram. Sometimes I get requests, like, or requests, like I get requests from people who like, they know someone I know, but they're like their sibling friend. And I'm like, how did you even find me? Like you're their si the person I know you're their siblings friend. How did you find me? And also like, what? Like I'm, I get so confused. Um, anyway, but that's my little rant. 
I feel like when we were in high school as well, Bunby B had a really good knack for kind of balancing the two, like the way that she curates, you know, her digital feed, but then also like Bunby B, if you don't know her, we're friends from high school. I, I think it, it, it's really cool because Bunby B is like lights up a room every time you meet her in person, like she'll light up a room, but also like anytime I've talked to her over the phone, you get the same energy, right? So Bunby, I'm curious, like, how has it been for you with everything online, with school and things like that? How have you like maintained maybe friendships, right? Like virtually as well. Yes. Yeah, so Shawnee and I went to high school and it was great. Um, yes, yes. I'm so glad we're still friends. But anyways, okay. In response to what you were saying, I think a lot of what Jenna said is like super universal, just in the sense of like the whole point of like Instagram, I feel like is one of those things that kind of keeps you on the app because you just like feel bad looking at what other people are doing. So, um, and I felt that way, like a lot. And one of the things that, especially when I first moved to college, because I feel like that was a really, really hard transition for me personally. Um, like it just wasn't like the first few months were really hard and exactly like a very big cycle of like, I wish I was doing this. And then also when I first moved to college, I would see all these other people having a great time in college and I wasn't, and I felt like I was doing something wrong. So I think something that I think about a lot is my sister and I had this like long talk about it. And she kind of advised me to change my mindset on the way that I look and use Instagram. And I think it's something that's like super valid, which is just basically that like when you're out and having a great time, like that's not when you're checking Instagram. Like usually it's like before or after you have a great time and when you're just like chilling and what you're doing is like you're living your like B life. So not like the super fun, happy, that's your A time but you're in your B time. And then you're looking at people having their A time. So obviously when you compare your situation to that, it kind of feels like shit because you're just, you're not comparing the same situation. Like if you're out with your friends, having this great ass time, you're not going to compare yourself to somebody else on their A time because you're too happy to be doing that. So it's just kind of a recognition that anytime you go on the app, it's not for you to compare yourself because it's just not the same situation. And so then when you do and you use it and you see that other people are having fun, it should just be with the mindset of I'm having a great time too. I'm just in a different mindset right now. And I think something kind of like forcing myself to remember that has really helped me, um, I guess, not spiral when I'm looking at all the fun things other people are doing. Oh my God. That was so wonderful right there. I feel like that was so well said. And like that spoke directly to me because I can definitely relate to that feeling of why am I the only one who's not having like this amazing, fun college experience? But it is a matter of perspective and knowing that we all have ups and downs and that's all right. Um, but I was kind of curious, we're going into another school year now, it's August. I kind of want to each you guys to, if you can share, uh, what are some of your hopes or fears for this upcoming semester? And then also, what is one tip that you would like to give for all students out there? as we transition to the new school year. And I guess, Tanvi um, G, you could start. Wait, 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 Tanvi G, before you go, Kayla, I want to hear what's your biggest fear or hope for this semester? Let's hear it. Let's turn it back on you. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, for me, kind of going off what I was just talking about, like imposter syndrome, I guess, feeling like you're not living up to your fullest potential as a college student. And for me, like my biggest fear is if we go, if we do end up going to another virtual year, uh, missing out on the chance to make friends is my biggest fear and not being able to get out there. Because my goal for this year is kind of to get out of my comfort zone more 
and meet new people and get more involved and kind of overcoming that fear. My goal is to, even if we are virtual, find ways where I can get connected and keep meeting people and kind of invest in my own interests and keep myself fulfilled and not not just be a Debbie Downer because we're online. <laughs> yeah, th- that's for me. And I guess, yeah, my tip for students is go with the flow. If we're going to be online or in person, um, make sure you set daily habits for yourself where you can invest in the things that make you happy and make sure you still stay connected with others virtually however you can. <laughs> Yeah, Tanvi G, if you want to give us your point of view. <laughs> For sure. Um, I think my biggest fear is that the Delta variant is going to, you know, continue to cause shutdowns. And I think especially in the L.A. county, there's still like a high number of unvaccinated people. So I do hope that hopefully people start to or, you know, the rest of the American population can get vaccinated so that the vaccines can actually go abroad to other countries where vaccination rates are extremely low, um, especially because we have such an abundance of vaccines right now in America that are just not being used. Um, but I think like my biggest hope is that I want to go to that, like the traditional college event. I want to go to football games. I want to go to basketball games. I want to experience class in person because I haven't experienced a college class in person yet, which is kind of crazy. So yeah, I think it's like the little things like friends, classes, etc. And then a piece of advice. I don't know. I think uh maybe circle back to me, but I'd love to hear what Jenna and Sunby think and then I'll I'll think about the advice. <laughs> Probably I think like Kayla and Tom BG both made excellent points. I think for me personally I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to establish a routine and not um, feel comfortable in my environment. I definitely, I feel like I'm very close with my family and I'm very much so a homebody and um, I don't like change. Like I, I love that. I love to go on new adventures, but the process of change is quite difficult. <laughs> so I just hope I'm able to develop a routine get my stuff together and be able to not only be successful academically, but be able to meet new people socially and um, while being safe and just doing all the things that, I mean, we all miss out on, you know, especially being in our early twenties. I'm like, yeah, this is supposed to be a time of fun and discovering yourself. So I hope that with this new um, school year approaching, I hope we're able to do that more um, as long as Delta stays away and COVID stays away. Hashtag get vaccinated. Uh, (laughs) And I guess my advice would be give yourself grace. I feel like a hypocrite saying that because I don't follow my own advice. Like give yourself grace, especially being a young adult. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to spend too much money on a concert ticket. Then you're going to be like, oh, I have no money for food. Or you're going to sleep too late and miss class. You know, and those are kind of minor things. But, you know, you're going to make mistakes. And that's been a hard thing for me to accept. Um, Being a people pleaser, being a perfectionist, I'm like, everything has to be perfect. And I'm as an adult, there there is no instruction manual. <laughs> I, I realized that I was like, oh, so nobody's telling me what to do. How, how do I do this? Uh, how do I live my life? There's no instruction manual, which is unfortunate and it stinks. But 
just give yourself grace and just surround yourself with people you trust and you love and go through the crazy stuff together and make mistakes together. That was so nice. Oh my gosh. Give yourself grace is like my favorite phrase ever. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, for me, this is so silly because I feel like my biggest fear and like the thing I'm most excited about are low-key the same thing. So basically very exciting. I'm studying abroad in the fall. Yay. I know. I know. We all thought it was going to get canceled. So that should be fun. What? I'm so excited. Yeah. That's like my big, like, Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. Right. So I'm super excited. That is like, where are you going? I'm going to London. I'm going to be. Oh my God. With us. All right. I'm freaking excited for you. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. I'm like super excited about it. And it's like studying abroad is something that I've been wanting to do since I was like a freshman in high school. It was one of those things that I was like, I'm going to do before I graduate college. And I got like really lucky that I'm one of, I kind of came in just at the right time that my program is going to be like one of the first programs to be occurring again after this whole pandemic. So I got really lucky. Um, and so that I'm just like, so excited about. And I think one of my biggest fears though, is, um, uh, I don't want to just say FOMO because that just seems like such a silly name to like, maybe like more bigger emotions, but basically like, it's true. I like already missed like a whole year of just like regular college. And it's a little bit scary to think about the fact that like all of my friends will just be hanging out together in San Diego without me while I'm away for whole months. I mean, it's not like a bad enough or a big enough fear to make me not want to study abroad. Definitely like smaller in comparison, but also just something that I think I need to be okay with and also understand that like the relationships that are meant to last that are worth it are like going to be the ones that are worth making an effort for. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I guess I'm not even most scared. I don't want to say I'm like scared about it. I just know that going back to school in January, I will be like a little bit more apprehensive than like if I was just a regular student, not studying abroad, but I'm very excited to study abroad. And then one tip I would have, honestly, I don't know if I have any of my own unique advice. Um, I would just like prefer to echo Jenna's just because I think that that's something that I've kind of been telling myself a lot this summer, especially like this is the first time I've ever had like an actual job at like a real company. And I feel like it's so easy to do like just small things where I was like, oh shoot, like I shouldn't have done that. And it's, I guess it was really nice to hear Jenna say, like, give yourself grace because uh, that was something that was so hard for me. You know what I mean? Like I'd make a mistake and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm not going to get a return offer. Oh my God. They probably don't like me. Oh my God. They probably regret hiring me, like all that type of stuff. But so it's like, it's a good thing to remember that like one mistake that you make and it's like purely accidental, like no bad intentions isn't a big deal at all. Like it shouldn't be to you. And like, if the people around you are like worth people being around, it won't be to them either, which I feel like is kind of what Jenna was talking about being a people pleaser. The biggest part about making a mistake is that you feel like you're disappointing someone, right? Like whether it's, okay, I'm disappointing my boss. Like I'm disappointing my parents. I'm disappointing my friends. Like one mistake that really had no negative intentions like those people, like your boss, your friends, your parents, like all the people that really do care about you, it won't be a big deal at all to them. And a good way to think about that is if like that mistake was committed against you, you know, like if my, if I had an intern and she was like late to a meeting because she like got carried away doing whatever, whatever, like, would I be that upset about it? Like, no, it's just one mistake. If she doesn't do it again, not a big deal. So I guess kind of just understanding that, like, I guess like how nice you are to other people is also usually how nice they are to you. So when making a mistake, it's not like, well, you know, like I would be nicer in that situation. Like, why would you be nicer? Like they care about you. They want you there. They'll be nice to you too. Um, so yeah, basically just me, just like piggybacking off of Jenna's advice, but that's my spiel. I think it's really interesting to hear 
what a year does to someone. I feel like this conversation was similar to the conversation we had last time. And I'm really glad that we had Kayla here as well, because Kayla asked some really, really good questions that I feel like have kind of gotten the thoughts out from all three of you that I think are really interesting to hear. One thing I'll say is my tip for people who are listening here is like protect your peace, protect your energy. I think it goes with what everyone has been saying for like their tip is like, you're doing great. (laughs) We're very proud of you. We, as in all of us here, I bet are proud of you. If you're listening to this, we're really glad that you listened all the way through, but protect your peace, protect your energy. As we start to move towards in-person events, in-person school, um, in-person things, we may even be going back online. Who knows? We don't know what is, what's going to happen in the future, but the way that you treat yourself, the way that you section off, you know, your digital environment, your physical environment is really important. So protect all of that because the three women here, Thunvi G, Thunvi B, and Jenna, they are lights in this. Like, I, I can't tell you how awesome it's been to like have a conversation with you guys now twice and be able to hear your thoughts and, and hear your experiences. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, with Kayla and I and with everyone, I guess, who's listening. But one thing I'd definitely say to them specifically is protect your energy. Y'all are amazing. You guys are so positive and optimistic. And that's why I was really, really hyped to be able to record this again. Um, Kayla, any closing thoughts? Uh, I just wanted to say um, this was really fun talking to you all and getting to know all of you a bit more. And I hope that we can become friends after this. And just thank you for all the great advice you gave to me and other students. And I hope we all have a rocking year. No matter what happens, I hope we all prosper. <laughs> Yay, thank you. We need that London update soon. Okay, well, oh my God, I know. We need the content. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm content. so glad you did this. Thank you, Tani and Kayla, for hosting this. And it was so nice hearing about yeah. Jenna and me again. So nice seeing you guys. Any other uh, last question uh, that I have? Last year, uh, Thun VB was uh, obsessed with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do we have another obsession? Podcast recs, book recs, TV show recs. I'll go first. I've been watching a show called Vincenzo. It's like half in Korean, half in Italian. The K-drama Vincenzo? Yes, very good. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. Okay, I love K-dramas, but that is like, if you haven't seen a K-drama, I actually would really recommend it. So good. Watch Vincenzo. We really should make good. a K-drama club because I'm trying to watch more. <laughs> yes. oh. I think people get scared away by the language barrier, but with subtitles on, it's really not a huge deal. It is. It's 11 awesome. out of 10. I yeah. agree. I agree. That's a, that was a great PSA, Thunvi. I, I agree. Okay. Watch Vincenzo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's my only, that's my like addition to Sean's question. I think this is, this is a TV or movie show, but it's an Instagram account. It's called um, Demois. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Do you guys know what it is? No? Okay. Oh, How do you wait, spell it? it okay. D-E-U-X-M-O-I. And it's basically like um, this Instagram account, Anonymous. And people just post like celebrity sightings or like things that they know about celebrities, but they don't mention the celebrity's names. It's called Blinds. And you're supposed to try to figure it out. Like they don't give you the answer, but... You just try to figure it out. And honestly, it's kind of become like my morning, like bit of news. I guess. Like I just go through those stories and try to figure out who they're talking about. And yeah, it's just, you know, lighthearted enjoyment, I guess. Yeah. I'd love to also check all of them out. I think for me personally, while I'm working, 
I try to listen to podcasts. So probably I try to listen to news ones. My favorite one is the daily by the New York times. But I guess that's kind of like a, kind of a boring, like, Oh, it's not really an obsession. It's kind of like, Oh, something to listen to, but kind of a more intriguing one. I listened to this podcast that's called Limetown. It's like a fictional, like, um, I miss a fictional science fiction. What? This <laughs> is a science fiction story about like how these scientists got together and like created this town. And this, this town is basically just a whole experiment. Like they just all the people in the town, they're basically a part of this experiment, and it's investigating that. And all the people disappeared, and it's like what happened to these people. So it's really interesting. So I give it a listen if you have time. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh my God, I'm going to have to listen now. I'm going to check that out too. I was just going to say, um, this is not a movie song, the categories we said, but lately I've been obsessed with The Sims 4. Sorry if that's stupid, but <laughs> uh, it's fun to control other people's life and live through virtual characters. So I recommend playing The Sims. And then a podcast I've been listening to it's called the Lavender Lifestyle. Lavender is like one of my big inspirations. She has YouTube and she's on Instagram and she gives lifestyle um, self-help tips and she's so cool. And so, yeah, check her out. But with that, I guess we should wrap up for today. Uh, thank you so much for uh, to everyone for talking to us and taking time every day to be on our show. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. If you want to say bye to our listeners. Oh, my God, I